I don't really like Christmas because it's like there's just so much more to do with the season. And then it's like on top of the stuff that you're already doing. Hey, if you're one of those people, crawl in a hole and let us enjoy it. Okay? What is up, guys? You are listening to Brain Bites. My name is Keegan, and I am all by myself this week. It's awful. I hate being by myself. I'm not good at being alone with my thoughts because my head moves too fast, and if I don't have somebody to talk to about it, I see I'm already falling apart. If I don't have somebody that I can talk to about the things that are crossing through my head, I go kind of crazy. So that's why it helps to have a co-host, but my co-host, Logan is overseas right now. He is in Germany. Welcome to Germany. He's there for a while, and I'm, I miss having him here because he's the one that kind of holds this whole deal together. You know, he's the one that kind of has all of the facts and all of the things that are of actual substance to the show, and I'm just a jokester, so, like, I'm always just responding to what he's saying and making the show go off the rails most of the time. Um, so who knows what's going to happen now because he's not here and I had to do some, something resembling research for this episode. Um, and also another thing is I sound like, uh, my voice is very deep right now because I have some sinus stuff going on. It's just part of the season. I guess it happens pretty much every year, but all day I've been talking to people and I keep thinking that I sound like Kawhi Leonard. Have you guys seen that video where he is doing like an interview? He's a, this dude's a basketball player and he's doing like an interview and then he starts off and they're like, hey, tell what, what would you like people to know about yourself? And he goes, uh, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> That's what I sound like. That's what I keep thinking I sound like all day long today because I keep talking to people and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm a fun guy and I'm cracking myself up. So, um, sorry if there's a whole lot of like this, <clears throat> that kind of stuff, this episode, if you're one of those people that is like grossed up by mouth noises and stuff like that, that probably drove you insane. And I probably lost you forever. And I'm sorry about that, but I am sorry in advance for any of the sniffling that I might be doing during this episode. I can't help it. You know, my voice is, is lower. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I've got more of like a radio voice now. Maybe I have that thing that like people want in like an announcer, you know, where they're like, Monday, 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 maybe, I don't know, or not, maybe I just sound sick, <sighs> all right, guys, I hope that you guys are getting into the Christmas spirit already, so by the time you're listening to this, I guess it'll be into the uh, first week of December, yes, first week of December, and um, so... I'm recording this still in November. My wife is amazing, and she's already done all of our, like, Christmas decorating for the house. We get this. We've already got all of our Christmas shopping done, um, mostly thanks to her. Like, I helped, but it definitely would not be already done if it were just me. Does that make sense? Like, I helped pick out some of the gifts, but not really. She did most of the work because she's freaking awesome. But I hope that you guys are also getting into the Christmas spirit because it's the best. If you're one of these people that's like the Grinch basically and you're like, I don't really like Christmas. 
There's just so much to do. I was talking to a guy the other day. If he's listening, you know who you are. He was like, man, I don't really... I don't really like Christmas because it's like there's just so much more to do with the season. And then it's like on top of the stuff that you're already doing. Hey, if you're one of those people, crawl in a hole and let us enjoy it. Okay, that's fine if you want to be grumpy, but don't push that negativity onto me because I freaking love Christmas. I don't need you ruining it for me. Don't ruin it for other people. If you're one of these people who has an issue with Christmas, bottle it up. It's just a month. Just for the month, bottle it up. I don't want to hear this, oh, it's too early to play Christmas music. If it's October, I might agree with you. But if it's December, guess what? Rudolph the Red Freaking Nose Reindeer is coming out of my speakers, and I don't care what you say about it. All right? I hope we're clear on that. I hope we're clear on that. Because I don't want to have to run into any of you people that I know listen to this podcast. Because most of the people that listen are friends of ours. And I don't want to run into any of you at any point during this month. And you're like, man, Christmas is just not even that cool. (sighs) If you listen to the podcast, you know where I stand. Don't say that to me. I might smack you. Okay? Okay. Yeah, man, I love Christmas. Christmas is awesome. Um, It's probably like my second favorite holiday. I love the New Year, uh, like New Year's Eve and everything. All the festivities are awesome. I love fireworks, but also I just like the uh, kind of like the mental state of it all with like kind of like a fresh start on stuff. And I know that a lot of people have beef with New Year's resolutions and I get that. But also I like New Year's resolutions because I think that there are certain types of people who like need a reason to start doing something and the new like what better reason is there than the new year you know what i mean anyways we are going to try and jump right into this podcast i'm going to have to do all of the things that logan usually does i have to do them this week and so i'm going to sound insane doing this uh doing this podcast right now because like i'll i'll usually set him up for something and then he'll say it or vice versa. So now I'm going to have to do both sides of the conversation. So I'm doing ebony and ivory right now. So here we go. Jumping right in. Doing doing. See, I'm not as I'm not as good as it as I can't even speak. See, I'm not as good at it as he is. He's just better at the at the at the doing doing. Mine's too violent. His is much more smooth. We are going to be discussing who Saint Nicholas was. We're setting up. We're getting into the Christmas season. We're not going to be having class for the rest of December. You guys are going on Christmas break. Can't wait for you guys to be on Christmas break. Uh, Christmas is the best, man. I'm going to be saying that the whole episode, but I love it. All right. um, So we are going to be talking about Christmas-related things, and we're going to be discussing who Saint Nicholas really was. Okay, so I think most of us know that Santa Claus is was St. Nicholas. I'm trying to dance around this big topic because I don't know who's listening, you know? I don't know what kind of ears we have listening, so I don't want to say anything too, too, too revealing here. So if I don't just come out point blank and say stuff, that's why. So if I sound, again, like an insane person, I have reasons. All right, we're going to be talking about St. Nicholas and who he really was. 
because I think a lot of us kind of know who Santa Claus was, is, but we don't know like really about him. Does that make sense? You just kind of know the name. So uh, here we go. Jumping right in. St. Nicholas was a Christian bishop. So he was really well known for his generosity. All right. So he provided for the poor and the sick. And he is the basis for a very popular character that we see every year at Christmas time, Santa Claus. All right. So he was born in, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Patera or Patara, something like that. So it, it was a land that is part of present day Turkey. All right. So present day Turkey, but he was born a very long time ago. He was born around like AD 270, 280, something like that. So this was a very, very long time ago. All right. But St. Nicholas, he was a Christian bishop and he helped the needy. All right. So he was a super awesome guy. And like everybody that knew him probably loved him. I can't speak for it because I'm not 14,000 years old or whatever the number actually is. That's a little shy of how old you would actually have to be because I'm not good at math. Logan is, but I'm not. I miss you, buddy. I don't even know if he's listening. I don't think he can listen. I think he told me he's not going to have Wi-Fi wherever he's at. So, oh, well. Uh, so Santa, St. Nicholas was, <laughs> Santa Nicholas was a super awesome guy. Uh, they say that he was actually kind of considered one of the first philanthropists because um, when he was born, his parents were serving the needs of the sick. So they were pretty cool people too, obviously. And while they were serving these sick people, they had some kind of disease that the sick people did, and his parents contracted that same disease, and they actually passed away. So that's super sad. But because of the fact that he was the only child, he inherited everything. So they say that St. Nicholas is one of the first saints that you can consider a philanthropist because of the way that he designated his wealth to be used for certain things at certain times. So super cool. He was a devout Christian, and he later served as a bishop of Myra. So that's a city that is now called Demur, Demre. I'm going to just absolutely butcher a lot of these words, a lot of these uh, names but I uh, hope you'll love me through it, you know? Um, so his reputation definitely preceded him, all right? the Like the the image that we have of him today, um, I'm, you know, obviously he's been mutated a little bit. He probably doesn't, didn't go around in the big red and white velvet suit and such. And he definitely didn't go down chimneys because they probably didn't have chimneys back then. But he did some really cool stuff. So one of the most popular stories about St. Nicholas of Myra um, is this story of the time that he helped three poor sisters, all right? So uh, back in these days when a woman would get married, the father, the parents would be expected to kind of give a gift to the other family, essentially, or to the husband, the soon-to-be husband of his daughter, okay? So they called this a dowry. So these three girls, their dad didn't have enough money to pay for their dowries. And so he thought of selling his daughters into servitude, okay? St. Nicholas knew these people, knew this family, and he didn't want that to happen. All right, so three times, three different times, this is really cool, guys. St. Nicholas secretly went into their house at night, and he put a bag of money inside. 
so that these daughters wouldn't be sold into servitude. So in all reality, this picture that we have of Santa Claus is not actually mm, super like crazy far-fetched as far as like sneaking in in the middle of the night, putting presents underneath the tree. He really did do this. He went into their houses at night while they were sleeping and he would sneak bags of money into, into their houses. So then the dad would use the money so that one of his daughters could get married. So he did this for each daughter. So for each daughter, he knew that the dad was going to have to either come up with a way to pay this or that daughter was going to have to become a servant. And St. Nicholas is like, no way, bro. I got money. I'm going to help you out. So he sneaks into their houses, drops this off for them. That's awesome, man. So that's the deal because a lot of times these days when we refer to Santa Claus, when we talk about Santa Claus as adults, we're kind of like, man, that's kind of creepy, you know? You hear the the old the the Santa Claus song. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. That's kind of weird when you think about it in today's terms because we're so big on our privacy and everything. But in all reality, this is an awesome, awesome thing that St. Nicholas was doing, sneaking in and giving these people money so that they wouldn't have to become servants. So on the third visit, the third time that St. Nicholas is sneaking in. The dad, he sees St. Nicholas. He catches him in the act and he thanks him for his kindness. And that is freaking awesome. So another time that he did something cool is he reportedly saved three men who were falsely imprisoned and sentenced to death. So, hey, where was Santa Claus? Where was St. Nicholas when we were talking about the dude from Miranda rights? Right? So these people, they there were three men. We're seeing a pattern here with threes. There were three men who were thought to have done these crimes that they didn't actually do. And somehow St. Nicholas knew that they didn't do it. And so he saves these people from going to prison for the rest of their life, which would not be very long because they were sentenced to death. This is awesome. So this is a super, super cool dude. So when we're referring to Santa Claus and everything, you can feel um, better about telling your kids about Santa Claus, I guess, because... Like I said, we've got sort of this weird image of who Santa Claus is and like it's weird that he's sneaking into the houses and stuff like that. But now you can be like, oh, you know what? He was actually doing good. Obviously, too, St. Nicholas was not keeping a uh, list of who is naughty and nice and doing uh, exactly the same thing that our modern day Santa Claus uh, does or is thought to do. Dancing around the subject. Um... Disclaimer right here, if you have uh, maybe a kid in the room or you have sensitive ears to what we are talking about and maybe you don't know the full sp- maybe <laughs> maybe you don't know the full spill on Santa Claus and St. Nicholas and the whole story here, maybe now would be a good time to, you know, guard like plug the kids ears or tell them to go fetch you uh, water. I don't know what you do with your kids. But anyways, um, here we go. Now's a good time to kind of let them slip out of the room or not listen to this part. But I think most of our audience is old enough to know the truth. All right. So several sources state that St. Nicholas is to is believed to have died on December 6th, 343 AD. All right. So over the years, these stories of his work for the poor have spread to other parts of the world, all over the world. He's 
huge St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, is world-known, obviously, anywhere you go, um, anytime the subject of Christmas is brought up, it's immediately followed with stories of Santa Claus. So, across the world, St. Nicholas became known as the protector of children and sailors. I don't know where the sailors came from, I'm sure there's probably more story to that, but we're going to focus on the children part right now. So, he was associated with gift-giving, all right? So he was a very popular saint in Europe until the time of the Reformation in the 1500s. So there was a religious movement that led to the creation of Protestantism. Uh, did I say that right? Hope so. Um, so with this, reform, uh, with this movement of Protestantism, it turned away from the practice of honoring saints. All right. So St. Nicholas, even though they stopped honoring saints here in this, uh, in this time, St. Nicholas still remained a pretty important figure in Holland, okay? So the Dutch, they continued to celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas. So this was basically how we have like MLK Day and stuff like that. They were having a, a feast for St. Nicholas on December 6th, which was thought to be the day of his death. So um, it was a common practice for these children to put on their shoes the night before. Why? In the morning, though, they would discover the gifts that St. Nicholas had left there for them. So Dutch immigrants brought the legend of St. Nicholas, which was known to them as St. Nicholas, probably saying this super wrong, but oh well, or by his nickname, Sinterklaas, to America in 1700s. So they bring this legend of basically Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, to America in the 1700s. So this is when Santa becomes... A big deal in the U.S., all right? So, St. Nicholas went through a lot of transformations in America after he came here. So, Sinterklaas became Santa Claus, and instead of giving gifts on December 6th, it became a part of the Christmas holiday, which we obviously now know, I hope you know, uh, is celebrating on December 25th, Jesus' birth, and that's the reason we celebrate Christmas, all right? So he goes from celebrating this, we, we go from celebrating St. Nicholas and gift giving uh, from December 6th to December 25th. We kind of just jump them all together. So then in 1820, there's a poem written. All right. So we go from 1700 to 1820. And then there's a poem written called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. And it's by Clement Clark Moore. In this poem, he's described as a jolly heavy man who comes down the chimney to leave presents for deserving children and drives a sleigh pulled by flying reindeer. All right, so basically, the person that we now know, the image that we now have of Santa Claus was from this poem, right? So an account from a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore gives us the whole enchilada of who he is, all right? But then... After this poem's written, this is 1820, 41 years later, 1881, a drawing of Santa uh, was made by a cartoonist, Thomas Nast, and it was added to the St. Nicholas legend, um, and in this, in this picture, he's wearing a red suit with a white fur trim, all right? So, these two guys put together, Thomas Nast and Clement Clark Moore, basically give us our image of who Santa Claus is today, all right? That's freaking awesome! So now, like I said, when you go to talk, tell your kids about Santa Claus or 
say the awkward conversation comes up when they start to get a little bit older and they ask about Santa Claus and the legitimacy of him, you can tell them all about St. Nicholas so that the story is not completely void. This is super cool. He set an awesome example of how generous we should be, you know? All right. Fun fact. This poem that we've talked about is now kind of, basically, what we know as "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," the poem. So I thought, in the spirit of Christmas, I could read you this poem, and all here, here, cue right now. There it is. There's some. is. I'll have some Christmas music playing behind me reading this poem, and I figure with my nice big bassy voice right now because I'm sick, maybe it'll sound pleasant. Here we go. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out of the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of a midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop and the coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys was flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, and right jolly old self. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprung to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all! And to all, a good night. Merry Christmas, guys. 
I really hope that you all have the best Christmas ever this year. Um, we won't be with you again until after the new year. Class will be back in session. Uh, but yeah, man, you guys have the best Christmas. Can't wait to be back with you. If you like what you're hearing, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review on there. Then you can hop over to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on all of those. Um, type in some variation of Brain Bites. You can find us, I'm sure. Um, but man, I hope that you guys have the best Christmas. Oh man, how am I going to do this outro? Logan's like, I have to do both parts. All right, here we go. <sighs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have the best Christmas ever. We'll catch you guys on the flippity flop. Hey, kids, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Bye, guys.